This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It's official. Aaron Rodgers is done for the year, maybe for his career. We don't know at this point, but torn Achilles tendon made official this morning. And here we are with the New York Jets yet again in a position where they get absolutely hammered with bad luck. Uh, which has been just a a tradition unlike any other, it seems. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by uh, Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, your opportunity to be a part of the program. Joe, I mean, it, it is amazing. I just saw our old friend Diana Rossini tweet that one of the quotes uh, that she got from a coach on the Jet staff was was last night all just a dream. Like, did that really happen? Right out of the gate, we lose the quarterback that gave everyone hope, and with good reason. I mean, that's it's an all-time beat, an all-time beat in the pantheon of beats when it comes to professional sports or life. Yeah, I like mean, that's SVP is, bad beat rest night. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> this isn't a transaction that went down that made some noise, and then we all moved on. And then we saw the debut and it went a few weeks and then it went south and there was an injury and that's that. And poof, you know, it kind of disappeared. This is an all-timer. I mean, it's Rodgers. So he's, he spends the entire offseason in the news. That's his thing. The entire offseason, he is in the news for everything. And then he ends up leaving Green Bay, just like Brett Favre. And he ends up going to the Jets, just like Brett Favre. And it's just Juicy storyline after juicy storyline. And throughout all of camp, this is our number one story on ESPN and elsewhere. And then we get to a situation where we're finally here for the first game. It happens to be Monday Night Football, the most marquee attraction. It's a huge matchup against a divisional rival who's one of the Super Bowl favorites. You're in New York. It's 9-11. He's coming out with the flag in front of this entire stadium that's going nuts. And it's four snaps before it's a season-ending injury. It's not five snaps and a concussion. He's back next week against Dallas. It's four snaps and an Achilles, and he's done. Set to turn 40 in December. All-time gut punch for Jets fans. All-timer. Unreal. Unreal. And now you're left with trying to figure out what's next. First of all, Rodgers, his future. He's got major salary cap implications for next year. Is he going to try to continue to play, or is he going to maybe pack it in after this at age 40, potentially having to go through just some grueling rehab to try to get back and play? Pat McAfee show uh, earlier. Pat McAfee, of course, checking in uh, on this topic. He knows Rogers as good as anybody. This was on ESPN just a little while ago on what he thinks the future holds. I think in this particular case, with how much he invested, mm-hmm. with what's going on at home, yeah. I think he's coming back. I don't think he goes out like that. He's committed to a couple years to the Jets already. So I think we see Aaron Rodgers again, but I think the next eight months are going to be miserable for him. I don't doubt that they will be. I think it'll be exceptionally difficult. But coming back at 41 years old, the Jets have put themselves in a position where they don't have a choice, Joe. They They have to allow him to come back from cap purposes, but that may not be their best chance to win. And that is what is really a killer today. Now, this is more often than not, these scenarios don't produce a miraculous ending. And what I mean by that is Rogers last year 
had one of his worst seasons in the NFL in decades. I mean, he threw more interceptions than he had thrown in a season since 2008, his first year on the job as a full-time starter. So there was already reason to think maybe the best days are behind him. That doesn't mean he's washed, but maybe the best version of Aaron Rodgers is something we're not going to see anymore simply because he's just getting older. Father time remains undefeated. Then there's the scenario of turning 40 years old. He comes into this season. He suffers a major injury, an Achilles injury, which is going to require grueling rehab. And now off a bad season, off an injury, What's going to be left as he gets set to turn 41 years old next season? I would say chances more likely than not are that you're not going to be able to get a whole lot out of him. And if you end up riding with him, maybe you can make some noise behind that defense. But it, it is just a very sad way for a season to end, for a, a potential career to end. But this is the type of sport that has produced more of these than we would like to acknowledge. So now we're in a position where – You have to try to figure out if this team can win without him this year. It is a dominant, dominant defense. Is it the the level of what we saw in, let's say, Baltimore in 2000? I don't know the answer to that. I think DJ Reed's got the answer. DJ Reed's got the answer. He told you a few days ago this defense was on the level of the 85 Bears and the Legion of Boom. I don't think he's that wrong. I think it's pretty darn good, and I think they could still – win a lot of games with this defense as long as the quarterback just is a little bit better in turning the football over. Just just a little bit better. That's all. That's all. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We'll get into more of it in just moments right now. We welcome in the tight end for the New York Giants, formerly of the Raiders. He is Darren Waller, who joins us uh, on ESPN Radio. Darren, it is Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for popping on with us. And, you know, as you know, the talk of the NFL world is Aaron Rodgers' injury on Monday Night Football what was your reaction? Were you watching? Did you see it play out live? And when you heard the news, if not, um, I didn't. I didn't see it live, but I turned on. The, I turned on the game and I saw Zach Wilson taking the huddle. I was like, I don't know what's what's going on. So I looked it up on the internet. They said he went down, and then I saw like the video later. It's like, I mean, anybody with any level of injury, severe or minor, nobody wants to see that, especially guys in the league, knowing how much you put into it. So just to see him go down and then to hear the news today is like heartbreaking, man. You know, it's only been one game since you've joined the Giants, but you played at MetLife Stadium. That turf has come into question today. You've played games on grass. You've played games on turf. How bad is that turf at MetLife? And just how much worse is playing on turf in general versus a grass surface? Um, I mean, everybody in the league probably want to play on grass. Um, I'm pretty sure they changed the turf at MetLife um, from before because of like the the injury rate that it had compared to other ones. And playing on it on Sunday, I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess we had like monsoon rains to, to deal with, so I probably wasn't that focused on, on the turf. But um, but yeah, I mean, everybody in the league would rather play on grass. It doesn't matter who you ask. <laughs> Darren Waller, Giants tight end, joining us right now. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Hey, you've been through your more than your share of injuries. What would you tell Aaron Rodgers as he's about to begin a lengthy rehab process? Um, I would say that, I mean, it's, it's probably hard to see right now, and nor have I ever had a severe injury as he's facing, but I feel like anything um, 
of adversity like that, um, I feel like you're only going to be a better man because of it, because it's going to force you to be uncomfortable. It's going to force you to stay disciplined. It's going to um, and to and to see a goal. And anytime that you go through something like that, um, it's not going to be easy. But the things that aren't easy in life, I feel like, are what make us better as men and as women. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is already a great man, and I feel like. Uh, this will provide even more experience for him to go forward into his life and just continue to be the example that he is. Giants tight end Darren Waller joining us here, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. All right, so Sunday night, season doesn't get off to a great start. It's one game. It's not the end of the world. You guys go down to the Dallas Cowboys. When you're coming off a performance like that, I'm sure that the mindset is we got to turn our attention very quickly to the Arizona Cardinals and get this thing back on track. So, so what's the message been throughout the building? What's the message this week as you guys get set for week two? Um, yeah, I mean, the message is there's no one day good or bad that can define an individual, a team, or an organization. And as far as, like, moving on quickly, um, I don't think it's always appropriate to move on too quickly. I feel like there's things you can look at in the game that are positive, some positive things you can take away. And there's also things you can look at as like, okay, like what were some of the most simple things, simple goals that we went to the game that we didn't accomplish? And like, why weren't those things accomplished? And finding the action steps to take into practice next week and move on to the next game, that game can serve you. And you can turn that game into uh, a positive as far as a perspective shifter going forward as, hey, like we're not immune to, you know, getting, our, getting whooped. And, and nor is anybody. So uh, as we go into this next week, it's about, you know, flushing the results, flushing the, the feelings, but also taking some things from that game uh, and using that as, as fuel for the next one. Have you been in this kind of situation before, Darren, where you had a game like that and you were able to turn around and turn it into uh, something that is an incredible positive for your team? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got whooped. Uh, a couple times on um, when I was with the Raiders uh, by 35, 30 plus, and, uh, and then went on to play in meaningful games weeks later as far as, like, determining going to the playoffs and, and things of that nature. So it's like that one week is like, okay, like you might have got, got caught slipping, whatever it was that you didn't – that caused you not to execute at a high level. It is what it is, but it's like – Every week in the NFL is new life. Every week in the NFL is new opportunity. And uh, if you take it as that, then you know more oftentimes than not, you're going to put who you are and what your team's character is on display. I live in Las Vegas. You were in Las Vegas. You are out now in New York. I was in Connecticut last week. Everywhere I went, I was covered in sweat. I was sweating everywhere from start to finish. I physically could not handle the humidity. How are you dealing with the change from the desert to the humid Northeast? Yeah, the humidity, the humidity is, is real. <laughs> not, it's not a drill. Uh, I remember coming up here for training camp, uh, first couple of days, sweating my entire soul out. But it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you get used to and you got to wrap your mind around and uh, it makes you stronger, makes you tougher. But, uh, but yeah, humidity is a, is a problem, no, no question. It did right, not guess, make me stronger or tougher. I went no, to the airport. No, yeah. I started drinking. I flew home. I immediately got back here, which you might know this. Like, you get back in the dry desert heat. My nose starts bleeding. I, I Like, everything's cracked. My skin is a mess. I, I can't function, right. man. I can't do it. I don't know how you guys are doing it. Facts, man. Yeah, it's, it's the dry and the humidity are both extreme and outrageous in their own ways. 
What's clear is I'm just not a good enough man to be made better by this because I've been living in that humidity for 30 years. Uh, Darren Waller, Giants tight end with us. Uh, You're working with the folks at Icy Hot. Tell us about your uh, project with Icy Hot. Yeah, no, I had the honor to be partnered with Icy Hot for the last couple years. And uh, as somebody that, you know, I used to uh, be addicted to painkillers in, as now, like, going forward in my life, it's not something that serves me anymore. So it's about how do I, you know, deal with the day-in, day-out pain of the violence that the NFL provides, uh, you know, every year for me. And uh, ICI has been something that stepped in and for the, you know, you're taking helmets to the thigh, you know, getting crushed in the ribs or in the back. Like, it's all these all these little injuries that can pile up week in, week out. And um, it's something that I can put on and do put on that uh helps me with those things the, the like the contrast therapy uh it's it's really been a part of my routine over these last couple of years darren appreciate the time man good luck this week and uh thanks again for popping on yeah i appreciate you guys man. have a great day yep darren waller tight end for the giants i wasn't gonna end. say it to him I, I love him in the bounce back though this week i'm laying the five and a half i love oh, a big blue to. bounce back it's the four B's, big blue bounce back. That's what this week is all about in Arizona. Yeah, listen, I, I couldn't be more with you. Number is five and a half? It, yeah, five and a half. Does that reach seven by the end of the week? Oh, I, I, I th- the Giants did not look good enough for that to reach seven. Yeah, that's, I don't think so would, either. That would be my just, thought. It was more about the lack of complete confidence in the Cardinals, who didn't look horrible the other day, but that had a lot more to do with the commanders than anything else. That was the big first punch. The, hey, look, the world's against us. They say we're going to tank. We're going to go out there and prove them wrong. And they did for three quarters, and then they lost, and now they can go into the tank. It's all over. And now they come back, they watch the film, and they're like, you know what? World was right. (laughs) Um, We covered the spread. We're good. I'll throw this. Let me throw this at you. Uh, Before the Rodgers injury, Dallas was going to be a three-point favorite week two against the Jets. Mm, Now nine and a half. Nine and a half? Nine and a half. And I don't want you to tell me now what you would do. I want you to tell me on the other side. Did I catch a niner in there? What's that? (laughs) Did I catch a niner in there? (laughs) Nine and a half. Ooh, we will get to that in a moment and why the Bills should be asking themselves if Josh Allen can deliver a Super Bowl to Buffalo. I've got the answer to that. It's next on ESPN Radio. Sirius XM, Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Sam Martin corrals the snap. It's a short punt. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown. Rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. That was a great, great moment for that young man fighting to make the team with the Jets. We saw his story on Hard Knocks throughout training camp. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Joe Buck, great call on Monday Night Football on ESPN Radio, or on ESPN uh, Network, excuse me, and an unbelievable job on that call to slip in. I don't see any flags right in the middle of it. That, That's a clinic Right there. And the Jets special teams and defense last night getting it done. Brought to you by Granger. So going into the game yesterday, the Jets were four or four and a half point dogs going to Dallas. Three. Just three. Just three point dogs. Standard field goal. Standard field goal going to Dallas. So they had it basically as a wash on a neutral field. That's what we're saying. Essentially correct, yes. Okay. So with the injury to Aaron Rodgers... How has the line shifted this week, Joe Fortenbaugh? The Dallas Cowboys have gone from a three-point favorite with the assumption that Rodgers was the quarterback to a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite now that Rodgers is out and Wilson is expected to start. Now, I know a lot of you um, are unfamiliar with how sports betting works, and that's fine. It's relatively new. That's what I'm here for. What the bookmakers are telling you in this situation, when they move the line from... Dallas minus three over the Jets to Dallas minus nine and a half over the Jets is that Zach Wilson is not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. That's the explanation for the <laughs> line shift. Ah, Classic slow roll right there. I, I Did you think what, I was actually going to have something insightful to tell you? No, no, I, that is insightful. <laughs> that is, I wanted clarification as to why that could be. I mean, we talk about these dramatic line shifts, but as it turns out, it's a pretty simple explanation. Zach Wilson, not as good as Aaron Rodgers. The look on your face, you were looking at me in the Zoom, and you're like processing everything I'm saying. You're like, all right, I might, I might be able to learn something here. I'm going to take this in. Let's see how I'm going to respond. And then it's like, oh, it's, it's actually something every one of us knows. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That's a big move, though. That is a that that is a sizable move. Not to, not to hype Rodgers or knock Wilson. That is a really sizable move. Like when Dak was out last year and Cooper Rush stepped in, you didn't see that big of a move. You saw right. a sizable move there, but not as big. And when you're talking about three to nine and a half, you're going through the key number of seven there as well. So that is a very big move, which again indicates that there might be a drop off in quarterback play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with the number at nine and a half, I don't feel great about the Jets this week. I oh, still no. feel like the Jets have <laughs> have the season's not over. I feel like there's still a lot to do with a great defense, but I am going to base this solely on one thing, 
And it's not just that Zach Wilson's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to base it solely on this. If the Giants offensive line got as embarrassed as they did the other night by the Cowboys, what is that going to look like this week with the two tackles the Jets are running out there, who, by the way, uh, in their respective uh, assignments, the Jets were 30th in the league in pass blocking this week. 30th. Color me surprised on that one. Yeah. The total in this game is 39 and a half, which indicates, I, I think that's probably like 36 points too high. You could set this line at three and a half. It's not going to surprise me if, it, if the game ends Dallas three, Jets nothing. Like with those two defenses out there, that game feels like an absolute grind. The only reason it's going to go over is you could see the offenses committing turnovers in their own red zones, leading to short field scores. Mm. What are you doing right now? You're, you're, you're not locked in, but no, right I'm now if you had to lock in. What would it be? I, I here's, I always have trouble laying 10 points, but then fully believing in the under, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, of course you do. What am I saying? Uh, yeah, that could be a, that could be a 24, three type game. That could I could absolutely see that. Lay the ten and the under. Do it. Yeah. Lock it up. <laughs> That's, you got to correlate the two. You can't lay huge points and bet unders. You're just setting yourself up to get into trouble there. Uh, you listen, can lay big place, points. Baltimore covered against Arizona. You can lay big points. Covering nine and a half though against that defense is going to be challenging. Oh, I'll correlate. I'll correlate. <laughs> Trust me, I'm correlating right here. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We do need to check in with the fans. By that, I do mean you, about how you're feeling, whether you're a Bills fan or a Jets fan. But we also have some to address on this very program. We find out how everyone's doing. People are wanting to get on the couch, so to speak, and go through their therapy. First, we will talk to Christine Lisi, huge Bills fan and our biggest Jet fan, Evan Wilner, as well. That's a tease on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Figure out why you're running around and you're still throwing it into double coverage all the way downfield where your guy has just no chance of catching the football. None. The Jets, and I firmly believe this, the Jets have a better chance to win the Super Bowl right now than the Buffalo Bills do. See, this is the other Carly Rae Jepsen hit. There you go. Nothing. I'm not overly familiar with this one. Nothing. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't as much of a hit as I sold. No, it's I'm not one that's uh, – I could never do, like, guess this song, guess this tune. I'm not one right. of those people. I, I listen to jam bands and then sports stuff. You're a fish guy. Yeah. Big fish guy. Yeah, you got it. 45 minutes, same song. 
<laughs> the rumor is they're coming to Vegas to play the Sphere, the new oh. MSG Sphere that's out oh. here. Oh. That is uh, a potentially wild experience. Yeah, like, I don't I'm, know that I, I want to see that. Position. I, I don't know. I want to see that crowd coming out of that place. <laughs> I would imagine it'll just be, you know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Um, it could not have been an easy evening last night for Bills fans either. No. And for that, we welcome in Christine Lisi. That's wrong to do it like that, by the way. I, no, that could have been a nice, softer introduction. I, I did not. I, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Trust me. We're talking to the nicest person on the planet who I firmly believe, and I've said this before, Christine could get away with poisoning any of her uh, baked goods and the police wouldn't even bother to suspect her if she was trying to kill me. If she killed you, we would not even ask for an investigation. No, we wouldn't. There's no chance she would have done it. That's how much we love you, Christine. I love you guys, too. Also an indictment on what we think of Carlin. Yes, very true. I will be absolutely the first one that will get poisoned on this show. No question. Uh, uh, Christine, how are you today? I'm good. I got two hours of sleep last night. or Probably about three hours of sleep last night, so I'm okay. I'm still... I don't know. I feel like uh, my chest is going to explode. I'm a little out of sorts and angry, but I'm doing all right. All right. I, I mean, you just told me how bad things are, but you're okay. This is how incredibly <laughs> it's positive. a classic it's Buffalo week, response. It's week one. It's week one. I know it wasn't, you know, wasn't what we wanted, like Joe Girardi would say, not what you want. But week one in 2021 against the Steelers, not good. And the season turned out okay. I think that. I think things are going to come together. Josh is going to figure stuff out. We get Vaughn back in a couple weeks. Um, I thought our defense played well last night. Um, I liked I liked seeing what James Cook was able to do. Um, you know, the throwing into double coverage, I do not love. But I will say on the one turnover, on the one uh, interception, was that in the first half? It was like third and long, and it was basically a punt. Yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? So I was smart. that one I kind of let slide, but like, you know, at the end, like, got to hold on to the ball. All we needed on the fumble, like, all we needed for him was to, like, you know, just hold on to the ball. And if you have to go down, go down and just, like, try to try to get, like, a couple yards here and there. And I had faith, though, when that field goal at the end doinked off the crossbar and through, I was like, okay, I'm all right. Mm. I, Finally, I did, redemption I have, for Norwood I, with a field goal going the way of the Buffalo <laughs> in game Bills. One, in game yeah. one of the season, sure. Um, I so first off on that analysis, that mm-hmm. is classic Buffalo small town friendly mindset, referring to all the players by their first names. That's you, true. You refer to them as Josh and Vaughn <laughs> and James, Jim and like Andre and all, Thurman. Yes, like they're all friends, which We're is all exactly family. how it should be. And I'm dealing with something similar in this household as I have married into Bill's Mafia. We're not having a great day, but we're still trying to remain positive. So I am here. I'm going to be taking her out to lunch later. Christina made a huge mistake. I suggested wings. She looked like she went to stab me. She looked like she was going to take like it was worse than what happened in the game last night. She said, How could you suggest wings? Selfishly, I look right back at her. I go, I'm really in the mood for wings right now. But it didn't play well, so I'm going for redemption in about 30 minutes. Nice. And you've been married how long? That's amateur right there. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Come on, I'm, John. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm seven years in here, and it's, it's, it's day one every day around these, these parts. So, day it's one. Still, uh, so in, in your household today, it is still a little bit dicey. 
That's what you're yeah, it's, it's the, there's a lot of things we're working through right now. Uh, I was in Bristol all last week. I, I came back. She had to deal with the kids, and, you know, she ends up getting sick because they're back in school. So there's a lot going on. Um, You've got residual effects from that trip. That's what you're telling me. Right. And then I come back, and I'm like, all right, I'm taking the oldest to soccer, but when I come back, I got to get down to the Strip. A buddy from law school's in town. I haven't seen him forever, so I'm down at Caesars. I'm seeing all this. I'm not even here to console after the game. I'm suggesting wings. I'm up here jerking around with you, calling it work. Like, oh, I got to go to work this morning. Carlin and I have a big day of work coming up. I'm going to need everyone to get out of the way as I focus on my, my career here. And then I come in here, and it's... You know, it is what it, it is. What it is. <laughs> All right. So for the other perspective, we welcome in Evan Wilner, whose hopes and dreams were crushed in four plays last night. <laughs> uh, you won the game. Take me oh, through. You won the battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take me through the 10 minute span from when Aaron Rodgers is carrying the American flag out and it's jets by a million up until... The fourth play of the game. <laughs> Great setup. Uh, why don't I just read you my text messages with our friend Alan Hahn. Oh, the American flag. Let's go. Hahn responds with a photo of his jet skier. I respond with mine. Oh, my God. And then him forever cursed. That was in the span of about 10 minutes. It was it was deja vu. I, I literally felt like it was 1999 all over again. I remember vividly sitting at home Jets coming off the AFC Championship game, Super Bowl aspirations, Keyshawn Johnson's the wide receiver. The Jets have maybe the best roster in football, and in the first half, Vinny Testaverde tears his Achilles. As soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, I was like, that just happened again, earlier, with a better quarterback and a better team. It was deja vu, absolutely. It was it, it was life as a Jets fan. Evan, how, how old are you, if I may ask? I'm 38. Okay, and you seem to keep yourself in relatively good health. And why I ask that is because I'm curious, what what do you think the likelihood is that you will ever see your beloved Jets play in a Super Bowl? Not win. I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to say play in a Super Bowl. Uh, I would have said, so yesterday at this time, I would have said they were pretty high. I didn't I, ask you yesterday. I'm asking <laughs> you today. Uh, they're not. They're not good. Because I, I just, like... I will never get my hopes up again that they can win the Super Bowl. Like, any Super Bowl that comes for the Jets will be a complete and utter shock. Like, them getting to the Super Bowl will be the biggest surprise of my life because I went into the season with the hope and and the thought that they could do it. I'm never doing that again. Like, <laughs> I, am, I am never going no into more. a season thinking this team can can go deep in the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. So it's zero. I don't think I'm ever going to see a Jets Super Bowl. I don't think I'm ever going to play in the Super Bowl. Uh, my sister for my wedding got me a 50th anniversary of the first Super Bowl, Jets Super Bowl title wine, signed by Joe Namath. Like, he, he helped make the wine. I've said I'm not going to open it until the Jets get to the Super Bowl. I may open it tonight. Like, I may open it tonight because they are never getting to the Super Bowl. I'm never opening up that wine. Yeah, I'm betting that's the good stuff, too. I'm sure they made that in Tuscany. Yeah. <laughs> I had a buddy Listen. who's a Jets fan who's texting me unprompted last night as all this is happening. I'm trying to bring it up, and he just, he just says, this is the most Jets thing ever, and that's really saying something. And this is like as they are trying to find out what the injury is. And then a few minutes later, or hours later, if he tore something, I will now be a Chargers fan. I can't do this expletive anymore. And I write back, why would you want Chargers misery? 
And at this point, he has already given up on the conversation. Are you a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan? Yeah, I love I love Curb. Uh, the first thing I could think of, and I posted it last night, the Jets killed Carl. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Jets killed Carl. I mean, they finally, he couldn't deal with it anymore. And, and I'm, I don't mean to make light of it, but there was, listen, it just, it, it is unfathomable to me how this can continue to happen to a franchise in this fashion. It, it just every year. I do have some good news. Okay. Slight good news. I mean, Evan, Jets fan, Christine, Bills fan, tough beat as well. Carlin, you're a Steeler fan. You got waxed. I'm an Eagle fan. We got one. We got one on the board, everybody. We have one on the board. We did it. We did it. We beat the Patriots. But the Jets yes, won. we can. The Jets won the game. The Jets did not win. No one. The, it, here's the thing. Uh, my you bank only, account says otherwise. If you wake up and you are upset about the performance from the night before, you didn't win. And you are not happy about last night's performance. Like I said, today, like in the, in the, in the moment last night, you get caught up in the adrenaline. Today you wake up, and you are paying the price. It's all a hangover, baby. Absolutely. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. The one reaction you absolutely need to hear from Aaron Rodgers' season debut and finale from last night. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Peyton Manning on yesterday, in case you missed it, and go back, check it out on the podcast. That's Carlin versus Joe, wherever you get your podcasts on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'll tell you what, him, Peyton, and Eli last night hit the ground running on the Manning cast. They really did. I mean, as good as you would expect on season two. And you know what? The idea of having, uh, we talked to him yesterday. And it was such a big night that they were having just two guests, and they weren't until the second half. I mean, it really worked out exceptionally well, not because of the injury, mind you, but because you want to hear from those guys as much as you possibly can. First of all, here is Peyton's reaction uh, to the Rodgers injury. He's in the tent. He's not. He's hurt. That's, he's hurt. Could not have been. Holy cow. I cannot believe this. I thought it was just an ankle. Well, I thought we'd go. T- I thought we'd go tape it up and get him back in there. Come on, Man. three three plays, four plays. Um, yeah, I'd rather see the run it, run it. Next play, and it was right when his initial reaction there was right when um, he was getting on the cart. He came right out and he's like, "Oh God, you got to be kidding me." And then later on, he's got uh, the – remember the play in the game where Zach Wilson just kind of spiked it into the ground? Yeah. And they called illegal man downfield? <laughs> Listen to Peyton and Eli describing that in real time and how that went down. Hackett, this is not the game plan he wanted to go to, but that was not a play that was supposed to be run. That did not look good. That's grounding, by the way. This is an R- this is an RPO paint. This is like when the RPO does not work. There, like there, was, a center, read. there was a center like seven yards downfield open on a seam route. Uh, was, was he trying to hit the center? 
Well, I, is that center eligible? Is that a new new thing? Is that a new rule? Did I miss that rule this year? Did we make that? <laughs> Those are two guys where the best thing about this, and I know that they went two guests instead of three. If they ever go no guests, I'm not going to be upset with it. Agreed. I, I, I like listening to them. They That broadcast is the quintessential. I would love to be in a room drinking a couple beers with you guys, just listening to you talk ball. And that's basically what that feels like, minus the beers just opening out in public with all of us just pounding, right? Like that's Those guys is. are hilarious. They don't. I love the fact that the show does not subscribe to the traditional mechanics of a broadcast, right? We need to welcome you back. We need to set this up. We need to forward promote. We need to go back and forth. We can't have dead air. Like all these things is like, no, just let them do what they do. Credit to the the decision-making process on that, as well as just those two doing their thing. It's awesome to listen to them talk football. It is just, it's fantastic. I can't get enough of it. I flip back and forth. I stay with it for a good little while. I did want to see McEnroe after the injury. McEnroe. Like we were talking about yesterday, like I almost wanted the Jets to be losing at halftime because of that, but really bigger because of the injury, knowing he's coming in the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like you're ever going to get a reasonable, calm, well-measured thought process from McEnroe. Like he's going to lose his mind. That's exactly right. why he's there, and that's exactly what you're hoping for. You mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm earlier. The Curb with Johnny Mac is one of the all-time episodes. The oh, Freak yeah. Book, and then they end up uh, Larry's the limo driver, <laughs> and he's taking McEnroe to the Staples Center at the time for whatever he was doing there. Uh, I'll tell you, there, there are not many bad curbs. And I was very, I was guilty a few years ago of thinking the Curb had jumped the shark, and it hasn't. It no. hasn't. I give him a lot of credit. Listen, he's got a good formula. I, and I felt for Larry David last night because he's a huge Jet fan. I felt for every single Jet fan in my life getting texts from them last night, just in a despondent state, in complete disbelief about what had happened. And, Joe, I, I refuse at this point to give up on the season if I'm the Jets. And that defense is entirely too good. They have the if you can find ways to just get the ball to Wilson. I mean, that's one of the unbelievable catches you'll ever see last night from oh. Garrett Wilson. Oh, the fact that that it took us three hours to get to that play on this show speaks yeah. to how many things happened on the program last night. Um, here we go. This is one of the reasons you have a guy like Robert Sala as your head coach. He's a player's coach. He's a motivator. It's all about toughness, physicality. Here you go. Your back's up against it right now. And I know that in that locker room, you have a lot of guys who bought in just like so many in the media and so many in the fan base did to what this season could be. It was basically this. We were 7-10 and 10 last year with Zach Wilson playing below average quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers is good enough to get us to the next level, and there were few people willing to doubt it. Rodgers is hurt, and it sucks the life out of the building. How quickly as a leader can you inspire? How quickly as a leader can you get your team back on track? Right now, it's not about, all right, look, fellas, Aaron's out, next man up, we're going to go win the Super Bowl. It's one day at a time. Right now, the focus can only shift to Dallas. You can't be thinking about winning the division. You can't be thinking about whether or not you would draw Kansas City in the opening round if you're a wild card team. One day at a time. Handle your practices, be crisp, 
be sharp, be smart with the game plan, handle your health, handle your rest, everything you need to do, and get ready to go to Dallas this weekend and see if you can manage to keep yourself in the game long enough so you can make one big play late to break it open. That's what it's got to be about moving forward. I think your optimism has a lot of validity to it. This team does have a lot of component parts that are very talented and can help engineer wins. Zach Wilson has an opportunity here. A lot of people can make the jokes, but there is an opportunity for an all-time redemption story. Remember, number two overall pick didn't go well. They basically sat his rear end and brought in Aaron Rodgers. The opportunity's here, Zach Wilson. No one is asking you to be Joe Montana. Just be competent and be smart with the football. The the only thing that I, I've heard a lot of fans talking about, which I think is a little misguided, is the idea that, well, Rodgers has just got to tutor him now along the way. That's generally not how this kind of thing goes no. when you lose an, a, a player to injury. And it's not that he doesn't want to. Rodgers is not going to be back in that building for a bit. And I don't know how much talk's going to be going on there with with all of that. Because teams don't usually like to have injured players, especially prominent ones, around the team for the rest of the year. Because they don't like for a player to get into the mentality of seeing Aaron Rodgers in that building and thinking, God, we don't have Aaron Rodgers, right? They don't want him in that kind of mentality. Now, I don't know how the Jets treat that kind of thing, but that's kind of generally an NFL thing. So I don't know how much... He's really going to be involved here with trying to help Zach Wilson and preparing him week in and week out. The thought process has got to be he's going to be 0% involved. He has his own thing to worry about, and now you've got to move forward. You've got to find a way to move forward. I don't know if it's about bringing in a veteran to coach him up a little bit. Whatever it may be, this kid is being given a golden opportunity. You don't think Tom Brady at least considered the idea of coming out of retirement? I'm not saying he would do it. I'm not saying he'd pick up the phone and explore options. But there is at least a small piece of him that was like, if I came out, this would be a hell of a defense backing me up, much like he had in Tampa Bay. So Wilson's got an opportunity here to change the narrative. Let's see how much work he's put in from the beginning until now as to whether or not he's capable of changing that narrative. I'm going to be fascinated to see who they bring in here. Remember, one other thing, too. Joe Douglas was among the staff that actually drafted Carson Wentz. I don't know that he was on board with that. I, I'm not going to be shocked, though. If he ends up there, I'm fascinated to see who will. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.